TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! How you doing, man? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Good. How was your weekend? Not bad. Excellent. Not bad at all. Anything big? No, just, you know, regular stuff. Sports, Sports and yeah. that sort of thing. Yep. Summertime. Yep. It's nice. Uh, there is something uh, that I was thinking about earlier. We were kind of talking, you know, whenever Laz and I see each other before work each day, we hang out, talk for a while yeah. uh, in person. And then, like on Mondays, there's more catching up because it's been sure. the weekend. But there's a lot of talk about sports and parenting and all that yeah. stuff. I was kind of talking about, you know, like the fears you have as a parent. Right. Uh, and as kids get older, what those different fears are. And I think if you yeah. have a daughter, it's different than if you have a son. Absolutely. You're, you're worried about different things. But then it also makes me think about like generational differences between, because we were talking about smartphones, you know, and kids having access to the internet at really young age. Any even, age. even if they don't have a phone, even if you're like, you can't have a phone. They have well, access. Friends to it. at school yeah. have it. They're everywhere, right? There's a tablet yeah. somewhere. You leave the room. They have access to the internet. It's just we're connected wirelessly everywhere. Right. So that is something we did not have. And you, no. you know, you and I have talked in the past about how different that was for us and it's, for everyone. I, mean, our age. I can't imagine growing up with it because it totally would be a different. game changer. Totally different. Game changer. Just everything about everything. Even like we start with like bullying. Like if I got bullied at school, by the time I got home, it was over. Yeah. You know there. Five kids on my street. They didn't. If they bullied me, we just got into a. You know, we've been friends yep. forever, so yep. it didn't matter. Yep. And you might be stressed about it that night about it happening again tomorrow. But what you weren't worried about is anything happening at eight o'clock at night in your exactly. living room alone, right? And getting text the messages. The worst would be a prank phone call that my dad. Exactly. Got, that's maybe. that's right. I forgot you about know? the pranks. Yeah. yeah. And then your parents answer the phone, yeah. and my parents like he has friends. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah just a, just another friend. Like, oh, who are all these friends that are calling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just met a lot of people at school. But I remember <sighs> I would go upstairs. There's a phone in my parents' room. You leave it off the hook. Yeah. That's what I did, too. I yep. would answer it. So and I'd be I'd like, oh, man, it was a bad day at school. I know they're calling. i just go yep. upstairs and put it off the hook, and then my dad would pick it up. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Who the hell left the phone off the hook? I'm like, Oops. oh. Oops. Oh, it must have fallen yeah. off the thing. I'd always blame it on my sister. Exactly. That, is a, that makes us sound super old. her room, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, just blame her, whatever. That makes <laughs> us sound really old, but yeah. that is something that we dealt with. That was the, that was well, the, that's, I guess, a good thing of having your own cell phone if you're a kid. Yeah, they can't your prank call that? your dad anymore. Yeah, I or guess. Are you going to prank call my dad's cell phone? It doesn't work. Right. 
most of it's going to be, I don't know if they still prank call or not. Maybe they do. But certainly those those snaps that you're getting, those texts that you might be getting. The stuff Remember, the leaks are all coming to you. Exactly. Not to your house phone. And, <laughs> and even if your parents are checking your phone, they might not know how to find that stuff. They might oh, not I'm see sure. it. If it's a snap, it might be gone. Right. You know, and I assume a lot of bullying is done over Snapchat because it kind of uh, lends itself imagine. to that. And, and since kids, kids still use Snapchat oh, yeah, all the time. Right? That's like how they text, it seems. I think that, I yeah, mostly how they communicate. So, I mean, that would be the thing that you fear is like you open up that app and you're like, all right, who says they want to kick my ass right now? <laughs> but I don't even have kids. So this isn't something, you know, I just, I kind of live vicariously through you guys. And then you tell me about what's going on with the boys. Yeah. And I think, oh man, you know, how different are things or are things really basically the same? And I've just built this up in my head. And then I was thinking about as a kid, how nervous you were when your parents maybe were going to find something out or had just found something out. That you didn't want them to. Right. That you really thought might change their perception of you. You know, they found out that you had a nudie mag in your closet, like you said, or oh, whatever man. it was, or that you were that you right. smoked a cigarette or something, something that took away some of that innocence that you wanted to hide from them. Like, what was the biggest scandal of your childhood, do you think? Because I'm sure to your parents it wasn't a big deal, but to you, that's usually how it works. To you, you thought it was a huge deal. Because I'm trying to think back, and I stressed so many times... Over so the many years. magazines that were just German, hardcore, That's bad. BDSM porn that That's I had in my bad. room. And here's I didn't really number. know what it was. Right. I it, had the internet in magazine form yeah. before because I stole it out of some kid's fort. That's what you had access to. It was and in so his fort. so I just fort. grabbed it. He had, a, he had a fort. And there was like, he was older than us and it was up in a tree. And him and his buddies would hang out there. And they were like three or four years older. And I remember one afternoon, we're like, oh, he's on vacation. So we went. Into we snuck into his fort, and we were like, "Oh man, he's got porno mags in here." But I didn't know what they really were. I mean, I knew what they were, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And so we all just grabbed a bunch, of course, and then split them up, and then I took them home. Yep. You always stole porn at that age if you had the ability to, because it was the only way to right. get it. You either it was always procured from someone stealing it from their father or their older brother, or someone maybe was able to steal it out of a convenience store. Right. But that was it, and then it just it it traded hands. So many times, at least oftentimes. Of course, once I ended up with it, I kind of held on to it. I tend to mine hoard that stuff. But was, was all German scat was porn. Bad. <laughs> right. At least mine was just like a hustler and a playboy. Like, and I hid it in a sorry game box yep. in my room. I remember you saying that. And my mother found it because she went to play sorry with my nephew. Yeah. And opened it, and there's. My, I came home and all the magazines were shredded. <laughs> they were just shredded and in a garbage bag. That's what my mom would have done too. Yep. And my, through my dad's paper shredder, and he's like, "Where did you get this stuff?" And I was, and I, I didn't want to tell him. Of course, I stole it out of this kid's fort. So I'm, a, you know, and he's like, "I, I wouldn't know where to get that." <laughs> right, That's what he said. Right. He said it was so bad. He goes, "I know what." Dirty magazines are. He goes, that was so bad that I shredded it so that the neighbors could never see it in our garbage. That's how offensive it was. I was like, yeah. Yeah, not good. Yeah, it wasn't like so, and yeah, you, it by the way, skewed my way of thinking right, for sure. But you're just like, I'm just a young man. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't need to see that. You're all right. I think on this one you're right. But right, you're probably thinking like, is it, it is bad? Is that bad? <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, is that what you and mom do? <laughs> because it's because weird. this is the first you know education I'm having on this, which right. is how it was for a lot of us, whatever that first introduction was, that first right. magazine that someone brought to school. And, you know, I can totally imagine your dad, like back in the 50s, 
and sixties. You know, even in the movies, they show the parents finding the magazine sure. underneath the mattress, and it's like golden sure bikinis said, and some top. I'm sure stuff. my mom called him, yeah. and said, "I found dirty magazines, you know, in your son's room." And then when he got home, he's like, "All right, show them to me." And I'm sure he was like, "It's going to be magazine Playboy type penthouse." Yeah. I'm sure you opened it and went, Jesus. Of course. Of course. What is wrong with it? And he thought the world can't get any worse. There's no way. We have hit peak badness now. Kids are being exposed to this. And what he didn't know is, oh, wait until the digital age comes. (laughs) It's only a couple years away. And then once that happened, not only did you have access to worse stuff, but everyone had access to it at just about any age. I think those, that internet, that uh, the magazines I had banned in the United States. You think that stuff is banned now? I don't think you could, I don't think you could look it up on a porn site. Okay. Because I'll be honest, I do not get offended, really. I mean, I do, but it's rare. I have seen porn that offends me before. I'm like, okay. It didn't what, offend what me, you, but I knew doing? that it Come was. On, man. Get your lack together. It didn't offend me, but I knew it was left of center. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Well, uh, so one thing, real quick, just to recap what we were talking about earlier. I thought it might be interesting if people want to join us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Church of Laszlo. Okay. I am just curious about those those stories. Either what the big scandal was. When you were a kid, or if you're a parent, and like have you seen right? Especially because now that your kids are getting older, I keep getting more and more like, what's going to happen? You know, your oldest is about to turn 16 in just a few days, which I know 18 is officially when you're an adult. But in the United States, you can get your driver's license at 16. And I'm sorry, but when I got my driver's license, I felt like an adult. That was it because yeah. I could, I could go where I wanted when I wanted. You know, in a right. place with no public transportation, that yeah. is a huge difference. Well, yeah, I think like when you said, you know. I think, you know, by the time I, if my parents found my cigarettes or booze or something, I was already 16. I was right. like, I wasn't that, worried that about losing my... I was bad. more like, I, I hope I don't get in trouble. Exactly. But I'm not, I'm not worried about what you think of me. No, the cigarettes that were bad. Younger, you know? That was younger. In fifth grade, I was worried about I remember that. getting caught smoking in a guy's garage by my best friend's dad. Yeah. You know, and I remember, he said, you know, and it was my dad's best friend. And, you know, he was like, you know, I know you guys are smoking in there. I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to tell your dad. And I was like, thank you. And he's like, I'm really disappointed in you. Oh, I got that one time, I was too. Like, yeah, the disappointed oh, thing. Come on, man. Got that from a teacher. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, eh. yeah. But in my head, I was like, you know, I, 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 I felt bad. Yeah. But I works. think like the next day, I was like, disappointed in me. Right. I you see do. you smoking exactly. cigars and you having martinis it. after work. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. What's so great about your life? You sit there and judge <laughs> right. me. Something all of a sudden, you know, give yourself 23 hours. You can rationalize just yep. about anything. Yep. Or just get around your friends again who are smoking again. Nah. Like, yeah, I definitely smoke. Yeah, that guy I'm can a smoker. F off. And you're like, yeah, that guy can have. You yeah. Know, so well, we're young. What is he talking about? Right. I won't do this forever. That's I got true. a detention in high school. The science class ended. And my teacher, this was the teacher that I was really close with in high school. He said, Reed, uh, you got a detention tomorrow morning. And I was like, what? For what? I hadn't done anything that I could think of. And he was like, I'll tell you in the morning. So I had to come in an hour before class the next day. And the detention was because he'd seen me driving down the interstate smoking a cigarette. I guess he was going east. I was going west. Yeah. He saw my car. I had this big, obnoxious Lincoln. And he saw me smoking. And he was like, why were you smoking? And same thing. He's like, I was just really disappointed in you. Right. I was like, oh, man. And you know what? I didn't want him to know I smoked. There were certain people, and I'm like, ah, that that sucks. You know, I don't know why, right. but also I think smoking changed over time. I think like my mom didn't smoke and my dad didn't smoke, so that impacted what the, how they right. felt about cigarettes. But also, I just think each kind of five, ten years, cigarettes became more and more taboo. Whereas I think you know, like in the, I just assume that in the '60s and even in the I '70s, they just assumed kids were going to start smoking. I mean, I'm being honest, exactly. I, I think all my 
All the high school kids all smoked. My, all of them. We had a smoking courtyard exactly. in high school. Exactly. They, they, they and I think, allowing it. You know, teachers would go out there and smoke. Of course. With kids, you know. Right, because they grew up in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And, and, and then I think most of man, I can't, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any of my friend's parents who didn't smoke. Right. It at was least just one so popular. Them. Exactly. Right. It was so common. Either the mom did and the dad would bitch at the mom for smoking or the other way around. Yep. But somebody smoked in the 80s. Yep. Yep, and my everywhere friend, you went, my friend's dad blew it up the chimney just like you do. Yeah, he would tell mom wasn't there, and then he would go yeah. and he blow the smoke up the. Uh, up well, the my chimney. dad just smoked out in the house. Yeah, so then you know if my if he, they were gone, me and my friends could you smoke. could smoke in the house yeah. because they couldn't. They're yep. like, "Won't your parents smell?" I'm like, "My dad smokes right yep. there." Like you know, that's yep. it. we did the same thing. It was and it, my, it was the friend's house. My who blew mom up the would chimney. try it sometimes. She's like, "Why do I smell smoke in here?" And I'd be like, "Because dad just walked in." Right. And he'd be like, "Ah." Right. What's like he gonna do? Like, exactly, yeah, right? He smokes. Yeah, we did the, the same only time thing. He get pissed is when I was, I would steal his cigarettes. Well, of course, because you had to at a certain age. Yeah, and he and was like carton mad. buyer. Oh, so you know he was like I told you about the washer. You know everything that is cheapest thing. Yeah. So he buy like four or five cartons at a time, put them on top of the refrigerator. So then you like, get to a carton and there's a pack missing, or he's not counting yeah. them once the pack once a carton's open though, right? no. especially if it's halfway through. Like if you take one, yeah, one pack, you wouldn't notice. That's awesome. We had to steal cigarettes at a time. We'd yeah. steal three, mom won't notice. You know, but then if he didn't, you know, if there's like two packs, you had to be smart about it. If there's two packs left, you couldn't take one. Yeah. Because then he'd know. Like, I know I had two packs in here. Yeah. But if there was like, you know, two, three packs missing, you could take one. Yeah. And then he never drank beer. And a pack was so valuable. And he always had a case of beer in the refrigerator. So then, you know, and if his buddies would come over, they would oh, drink some. Four? Like yeah, and then he might have a couple, right? Okay. But it, you knew it was, so I would just take the beers and drink them and then put the cans back in there. Uh, the empty cans? Mm-hmm. Because he just went over. One day his buddies came over. He pulled the thing out. I just heard, put it in because it thought it was going to be a heavy piece heavy. of beer. Right, of course. Empty beer cans flying <laughs> just everywhere. Just flings the box right? across the thing. Get your ass down. I'm like, oh, man. At some point, I One, thought you'd have a plan. One, drinking my beer. Two, you're too young. And three, now i got to go to the goddamn store to get beer. And I'm like... Four is going to be tough. <laughs> right. Wait till you see the Four cigarettes. Four is going to kick my ass. Wait till you see the cigarettes. How old were you, do you think, at that point? 14, maybe. 15. Yeah. yeah. Not old enough to go out and get it myself yet. Right, which made him valuable. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a friend who had a pack was like, oh, man, especially in like elementary school, which I know is way too young, but that's right. when I got caught was in elementary school. We were in fifth grade. Right. And I, it was kind of scary. It's not like everybody smoked, but I, you know, some people say that D.A.R.E. increased the amount of kids who were interested in drug smoking. Maybe it did, because we were in D.A.R.E., and we all started getting cigarettes. I don't know if they were correlated that at seemed all, like right? a 90s thing to me like yeah. i was aware of dare but i didn't have it nobody talked yeah about oh that. no our dare officers came and went through our backpacks at school never and i've heard they've done like oh you know because we got drunk caught. driving simulations and stuff yeah we, we did that the 80s were a different time man yeah they yeah. really were yeah i remember they I were mean, like you know just drink whatever right it's gonna happen it's more of that it's inevitable have sex with hats off Right, it's going to happen. What right. are we going to tell them not to do that? And plus, That's we're ridiculous. all gen, if you Gen X, like we we don't have time to tell you not to do it because me and your mom work. Right, so let yourself in. The, yep. You know where the key is? It's in that stupid rock out back. Yep, nose is a rock with a key in it. A plastic rock. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that the, was that it. The and then you just rock. let yourself in the back door. Yeah. Yeah. It was different. I mean, because I, I did grow up in the '90s, and I do think it was a little different, but. 
16 felt like an adult, but I remember you're talking about smoking in the house because your dad smoked in the house. My friend whose dad blew it up the chimney, he thought he was keeping the smell of cigarettes out of the house by blowing it up the chimney. Mm-hmm. But we were all like, this house smells like smoke. I mean, yeah. it's obviously he smokes. So I remember one time they were out of town, they went to the lake, and we're sitting at his house, and we're smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. And we were going to absolutely clean all this up, hide it. This would have been, in my mind, we we're going to be in a lot of trouble if we get caught right. doing this, but we're not going to get caught. Well, his parents came home early. And we like jump up. I mean, the ashtrays are loaded with cigarettes. There's empty beer cans everywhere. And I'll never forget his dad came in. He goes, Jesus Christ, guys. What have you been doing? Sitting around smoking cigarettes all day? And that's what he said. And that was it. And yeah. I was like, that's it? And then we started cleaning up the cigarettes and nothing else was said. And I was like, we're adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, we didn't get in very much trouble for that at all. Now I think it's because he was a smoker too. My mom yeah. would have been a lot more upset. Of course, I was like, a non-smoker. Man, right this is crazy. His dad I just- remember I had to smoke outside. Yeah. Wait, when, when I you turned 16, house, I had right? my car. So, you know, as soon as I got in the car, I would just light up a cigarette, like now, yeah. and drive myself to school, and I would smoke. And I think they would, they would say, you know, all right, we know you smoke. We can't stop you. Like, my mom would be like, I see you get in your car and smoke first thing when you get in there. Like, yeah. we know we can't stop you. You can't smoke in the house. Yeah. So that was the rule. That's so, a Gen X thing, too, I feel like. Yeah. That's a very Gen X story to say that that's how your parents handle it, because none of my friends smoked at the house. They didn't let their parents, even though their parents knew, a lot of them knew, there was no smoking outside even if the parents were home. Oh, yeah. So and you like, said that was totally common with your friends. That was like, you know, the su- summer maybe when it happened was like, you know, you can't, when they just said, we know you smoke. Yeah. Well, you can't smoke inside. So I'd have to go outside on the deck and smoke, which wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So you go out there. But then it was winter in Detroit. It was like negative 15 and snow on the back deck, and I open up the deck and walk out there and yeah. smoke. My dad's inside smoking. There's like glass. Like oh, we're, right. I forget. He's allowed to smoke in the right. house. We're four feet away from each other. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and my mother was, I remember my mom just saying, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's, and I remember my dad like, you stay out there. And my mom was like, if he's actually going to walk out there, <laughs> it's too late. He smokes. Like, whatever happened, right. happened. You smoked in the house. He started smoking, but he is out there in a t-shirt in negative 15 degree weather. He's a smoker. So right. just come inside. Like, right. it's over. Especially like, with him smoking inside. Right. We fought it as, you know, as hard as we could, and here you are. You smoke. So That's the other thing, too. How do you fight something like that? As a parent, because if you make something, you know, bad enough, then that kind of keeps it cool, doesn't it? it but again, I, like, it wasn't, you know, I think, like, my kids wouldn't do it now because they play sports. But, like, I'm... In the, I think half my football team smokes That's cigarettes. what I'm saying. So if you went to a party, they were all smoked. smoked and, yeah, exactly. Right? Football players, basketball players, everybody smoked. It was it was what it was. Yeah, and I remember like... Like, my, I played all every sport there was in high school, and I never thought, like... I never thought if my coach sees me smoking, I'm in trouble. Right. No. Never thought, like, he's going to say something. No way. No. I remember my travel baseball team coach smoked in the dugout. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me right, at all. I just sat in there drinking hot coffee, 100 degrees out. And I'm like, why are you drinking something hot? If you drink something hot, it cools you off on the inside. And I'm like... Whatever, just oh, I don't know. I, I just assumed that was true for yeah. the rest of my life. I thought, man, if it's hot out. Someone told me that once, too. I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, no, it's something about your blood vessels. Yeah, that's what so, he told me. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay. And they just sit there and smoke cigarettes. Yep. And I come back and be like, yeah, you know, he's swinging at the first pitch. I'm like, I know, I know. I know. With the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. I feel you don't like listen to me. That was still really common. Knew a lot about baseball. Good yeah. dude. Yeah. You know? I was the generation where they got rid of the smoking section at school. Like my older brother, he's eight years older. They still had the smoking section out there. And we go to mm-hmm. pick them up. You know, I'd ride with my parents, pick them up. Sometimes there's a whole courtyard of people oh, yeah. smoking. I was in the generation where they said, hey, 
we built this new school, which I was like one of the first classes to go to this new school that they built. And they're like, it's a tobacco-free campus. There's signs over all the doors. Well, everybody smoked. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of kids still smoke. So when the cars pull up in the morning, everyone gets out of their cars smoking, and oh, then yeah. everyone just puts their cigarettes out on the sign that says tobacco-free yeah. campus. You know, ha-ha. And there were people out there sometimes that said, hey, don't smoke. Hey, hey. But it was too many. There was too many kids smoking. Yeah, but I, I could see it change I remember just in when my they four changed. Years. So they took the courtyard. They didn't take it away when I was in high school, but they said you can't smoke in there. Right. So there's no smoking. The yeah. But you could, smoke out, you could smoke outside the door. Oh, okay, yeah. You weren't supposed to do so that. So it's such school. a weird thing. Like, you know, uh, if you walked outside the door, you could smoke. You could smoke walking up to school. Nobody would say anything right. to you. Right. You just couldn't smoke in the basically at this atrium inside yeah. the school, I guess. Oh, your smoking section was inside? <clears throat> the school was built around it. Oh, There's a okay, giant that's circle different. inside with, you know, like a big glass door. It's like you had smoking rooms at the Vegas airport. Yeah, or, that's yeah. It, right. And then the seal, there was no ceiling. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's like plants out there and stuff. Okay. And like, Benches, that's and, crazy. Yeah, the, you know, grass, and it was giant. The school was kind of built around this smoking area, and then I think once I was in high school, after a while, they got rid of it. Well, they didn't get rid of it. It was just now. It's just like I don't know. Like, what do we use that for to enjoy nature in between our breaks? Right. Like, nobody went in there, but it was still open. Okay, but you could smoke outside so of the school. So, yeah, that makes sense because I was thinking, man, they they stopped the smoking in the, but it was inside my brother's school. There's like a walkway. There's two buildings, and there's a walkway that connects the two buildings, and there's a portion of that walkway where you go outside. So that walkway ends, right. and now you're outside. And there was it was like a, a rest area, like a break area, right. and that was the designated smoking. No, I think area. like if you smoked in the parking lot, it was fine, yeah. but you would get in trouble for like like you weren't allowed in the parking lot during school. Right? No, we weren't. You either. see what I'm saying? So, but if you were like after school, there'd be Before kids hanging after. out by their car smoking. Mm-hmm. Before, if you had some time, you could smoke in yep. the parking lot. But once you got into school, you weren't allowed back out, and you couldn't go in the atrium to smoke. So it's basically like. We know you smoke before and after. You can't smoke while you're in school. Right. And I'm guessing at your son's school now, there's no one smoking anywhere, and it's probably not allowed anywhere on campus, right? Right. I, mean, I would assume... Like, I, I remember not getting... I remember sitting in a car with this guy named Lee smoking a joint, and the parking lot attendant came up, and he's like, damn, 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 and he throws it down, and he lights a cigarette. And she... I remember looking, and she goes, are you guys smoking pot? And he goes, a cigarette. And she goes, oh, Okay. Like, now if I think about it, like, that's not the answer. wouldn't be like, no, we're just smoking cigarettes. Right, of course. But back then it was like, no, we've got cigarettes. And then right. she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Right. You guys doing heroin? No, just take an oxy. <laughs> right. it's, it's fine. Right. Oh, okay. All right. right. That's how Such it was. Such a weird thing, but yeah. that's how it was. If you were smoking cigarettes, you are fine. Nobody cared. Yeah, by the time I was a senior, though, I saw those parking lot attendants start to tell kids, you're getting attention or we're writing you up. They started, right. and it's just it started to go away. I'm guessing now it's gone. I've seen your son's school. I've driven by it. I just assume... No smoking, no, no one smoking anywhere. Your son's probably about oh, to start driving. To I, I think what you're wrong is that I think they're all vaping. Right. Well, that's right. They're vaping. They're vaping. They're they're vaping. vaping in the bathroom. Exactly. And yep. then now I think it's even worse. Like I couldn't get away with smoking weed in the bathroom. Nope. I never smoked My, cigarettes. In everybody the would know. You know what I mean? Or even cigarettes, you couldn't yeah, get away with. I it. But I think you could probably. Vape. I bet you. I, mean, I don't know. Oh yeah, they can. But vape. I'm they assuming, assuming kids in high school are vaping in the bathroom. Yeah, I've seen stories where they claim they've got these things that recognize if someone's vaping in the bathroom. I guarantee kids know how to hold their vape to get away with that and not get in trouble. Close the door. And they're all doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, it's a different time. And I guess you worry about that with your kids now. Right. But you hope that they think it's stupid. I mean, they couldn't make it look any dumber. By the way, I right. do it. And I, I just, like, there's nothing cool about this, is there? But apparently to high school kids there is because it's become very popular. I think the other thing that happened is, you know, when I hear my kids talk about it, about smoking, because, you know, they see me smoke, obviously, they know I'm a smoker. 
they because it became so uncool and unpopular and that most people don't do it that i i think they're like eh, it's not that bad for you cigarettes or yeah like in okay. their head because nobody does it you know what i mean so you don't hear all the stories all the stories and the dare and the cigarette all the stuff like it's so bad it's so bad it's so bad it's just kind of like yeah it's stupid and old people do it so maybe that's what we should have been doing all along right it's just like this is for stupid old people like i really think that's what they think like you're so old you smoke that's what i'm talking like, about it's just so uncool that's the two different methods of parenting, too, right? Right. Like, do you make a huge deal out of it, or are you just like, I'm disappointed in you? Right. That's so stupid. I don't even think they're, like, disappointed. Just like, that's just what old people do it. Right, but just how you Nobody young it. would actually smoke a cigarette. Yeah. And so yeah. that that totally changes someone, a kid's perception of right. what something is. And obviously, whatever they were doing, they were probably doing it wrong. When we were right. kid, well, I guess they weren't really even trying. Like you said, when you were a kid, they weren't telling you every day, don't smoke, don't smoke. They were telling us that. So exactly. they must have known that we were still... You know, in that group or that generation. Yeah, I mean, they were still saying, you know, smoke is bad for you, smoke is bad for you. But for us, it was like, smoke is bad for you, smoke is bad for you, we all smoke. Exactly. We're That's like, all right, well, whatever. So I think that change probably with you was like, smoke is bad for you, smoke is bad for you, and we don't smoke. Yeah, there was one teacher who right. smoked, like, you know who smokes? She smells like cigarettes because right. it was a scandal. You know, a lot less. Changed. Like most of, I think most of my teachers probably smoked. Well, I mean, in the movies, at least, when you go back and look at certain generations, it seemed like everyone was smoking for about 40 yeah. years. I mean, more than, more, than, more than some teachers, I'd see a pack of Marlboros in their desk. If they open it up to get you a pencil, it wasn't a big There's thing. no scandal there. Right. It was just common. It was like... That's uh, why I keep my smokes. Yeah. I don't even know what you could compare it to today. I'm going to go to the courtyard. Exactly. Oh, you want to go smoke? Three goddamn minutes. Yeah, you're in trouble. I need to talk to you. Let's go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> right. The Church of Aladdin. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. So did you see uh, this thing that the CDC put out about depression? See it. I, there were headlines. I built it. <laughs> there were headlines I saw on Reddit, and a couple of the places were like, you know, CDC puts out report. Everyone in America is depressed. Yeah, well. Oh, well, you know, sort of. It doesn't exactly say that. But what they did do that I thought was interesting was they broke it down by state, and they basically said, look, depending on where you live and how much money you have, it plays a big role in uh, whether or not you're depressed. Mm. And I thought, we, we did know that, though, right? Or did we just think that? Is this the first time no, you I, conducted a study and figured out for sure that being poor and I living in a crappy someone area? someone who is rich, who lives in San Diego... By nature, is probably less depressed yeah. than someone who's poor and lives in Ocala. Right. It's just also chicken and the egg. Uh, doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean you can't get depressed and live in San Diego. Of course. But I remember when I lived in Key West, 
and had a condo there and a good job. Not a lot of depression? No, and when you wanted to be depressed, like you woke up in like a bad mood, you're like, oh, man, because it's just like girls outside in bikinis hitting a beach ball around. Yeah. Dudes on jet skis, Every people day. getting drunk. You're like, no, but it's hard to be in a bad mood. This is life. This like is the, life. the worst mood you could be in is like, Ugh, those people having fun. <laughs> right. I got to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you well, know, what, what do you do? Like, I just talk on the radio. <laughs> right. So it's, it, that was hard to be depressed. I'll be honest. Which state do you think is the least depressed? Uh, Hawaii? Yep. So, I mean, look, the, it is the chicken or the egg because you could say that rich guy in San Diego, maybe his or gal, whatever, that their lack of depression or their drive got them to where they are, and the depressed mm. person has a harder time getting out of that situation. But, and maybe it's a mix. It probably is a mix of both. The point is, once you're there, uh, those people who have money and There's also just proximity. I mean, of maybe course, you can't a huge get part out of... Biloxi, you know, right. Right, you just, I mean, here you are. Sorry, Biloxi, I don't know why I said Biloxi. Yeah, Biloxi sounds nice, actually. Uh, so Not on the ocean? They used this data to from 2020. Like, when people got COVID, I guess they started launching these studies because a lot of people got depressed during COVID, right? They were stuck in their houses. And so there are all kinds of studies about socialization, kids, and depression. But the CDC also did this, which is just a big overall look at depression in the United States based on where you live, your gender, and how much money you make. So it says the numbers were much higher in some communities than others. Okay. When looking at state level specifically, estimates range from 12.7% in Hawaii. Wait, of the percent? 12.7% have said that they've been uh, diagnosed with depression or they're depressed, okay, in Hawaii. In West Virginia, that number is 27.5%. So 12.7 to 27.5%. In West not Virginia? The, well, not just a, like if you're saying like that's the highest state, I would think the percentage of people who said they've been diagnosed with depression will be higher than 30 percent i mean it's pretty high just because almost well, one in three right that's a lot of people yeah but i just with the amount of people that if you say are you on lexapro or something which is why they get these numbers so i high, mean i feel like pharmacists everyone i know or doctors i mean prescribe that stuff in the last 30 years like crazy because we're depressed right so i mean i don't think they're, i don't think they're over prescribing it right i'm just saying that that when they've got this access to pharmaceutical intervention if you say you're depressed they say we've got a pill for you boom you're diagnosed right, God. that's it yeah, that, that, well, that's I, it. I would just think that number would be higher. So 12.7%. Like if we just took 10 random people out of this office building and said, are you on depression medication or anxiety medication, one of the two, I got to think it'd be more than three out of the 10. Well, and it's, would, have you been diagnosed I mean, with just depression? We were. Like have you been diagnosed well, with Well, I guess what I'm saying, diagnosis, because you got a prescription for something for it. So is but that enough? If you got a prescription for an SSRI, I think that would count. I don't know if it would necessarily count automatically if you got an anxiety medication. Okay. I don't know. But for something that's supposed to treat depression, manic depression, right. whatever, I'm guessing that that counts as a diagnosis because the doctor's not going to say, I just gave it to him because... His job sucks. You know, he don't want it. So he's going to yeah. say, you so got maybe depression. if they don't, I mean, I always put it's anxiety slash depression. Yeah. So you don't think people who got a prescription for Xanax would be put in this list? I don't know that they would, is what I'm okay. saying. Because I think there could be people that they just say, I have anxiety problems and don't say necessarily I'm suffering from depression. It's like, I get anxious about stuff. Right. I think it, there could be people like that. Right. It ain't me. Bad anxiety usually means you're about to be super depressed. Dude, right, that's what I was thinking too. So. But I think you know people are different. I don't know. I would think if that was the, if that was the case, they'd give you something with the benzo. Is all I'm saying to to treat that depression. So West Virginia not doing so good. County level estimates ranged even wider. 
So now you look at you know the, the specific regions of the state. So you go from 10.7% to 31.9% when they break it down by different counties. It says most of the states with the highest prevalence were in the Appalachian and Southern Mississippi Valley regions. So that's the most depressed areas, Appalachian and Southern Mississippi Valley. We saw that wonderful whites. What was that documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Something like that. Wonderful, wonderful whites, whites of the, wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. There you go. Thank you, Snowcomb. That's why you know it. He's in it exactly. And it's been a while since I've seen it, but they seemed they seemed you know pretty depressed. I guess you know what some of them didn't. They, pretty happy, they were all hooked on oxy for right sure. Up, you know, they were table ra- dancing, and rattling those bottles around. Yeah, wasn't that Hank's like grandson or something? Yeah, Hank the Third. Yeah, because he was a part of that documentary, wasn't he? Yeah. Were they a fan of his? It's been so long since I've seen it. Point is, they were poor. And they, they uh, basically, it seemed like they lived for Oxy. They were all trying to get pain pills, and they'd shake the bottle. What did they call that? Like the Ozark, or not the Ozark, the Appalachian uh, uh, Dinner Bell or something like that. No, yeah. shaking. Oh, right. but they yeah, had yeah, a name yeah. for it because everyone would come running because they want their pills. So that area and whatever the hell the, the Mississippi Valley region, I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Because I do not. But that, those are the mm. most depressed areas. I assume that maybe it's close, the Mississippi Valley regions. I drove through Mississippi last time I went to Florida. We came back through Mississippi because we were going to go to Graceland. I thought it looked pretty nice. Memphis is in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why would yeah. you go through? So we took like a scenic route that was supposed to take us. Okay, hey, there's things like you that can, can't be the quickest. There's way There's things to you Tennessee. can stop at. Yeah. No, it was like a road trip thing. You okay, can stop it. along <clears throat> the way and see these other things. That's the way you said. Doesn't matter. I will say the way you said we went through Mississippi because we wanted to go see Graceland. Yeah, we we we, we wanted to organize a road trip. Got it. And, okay. and it included that, so we drove straight up to Graceland through Mississippi. There was a point though during that trip, I will say, where we were on the interstate. And it was nighttime, and I was running low on gas in the rental car. Man, there were no gas stations open. I've never seen mm. that. Even in the, I've driven through the middle of Missouri, middle of Kansas. I've never seen, I've never been on an interstate that long and not seen an open gas station. And I did start to get a little nervous. Like, it's raining, it's dark. I don't know where the hell I am in Mississippi, right. and I can't find an open gas station. That seemed odd, but I must have just been in a very, very remote area. Right. But I thought the cities looked, you know, they looked normal. But look, I'm also from Missouri, and Missouri didn't do so well on this list either. So yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, Missouri. I, that, look, I like it here, and people know that. I, I actually chose to live here, which makes it different than you. You were born here. Yeah. So I actually chose. Like I had a choice twice, and I chose to live here. But it. I mean, it. It can get to you. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's different than the Pacific Northwest. The Pacific Northwest is just gray and dark, and it's different than Detroit because it's gray and dark almost in the same way. This is just, you get all four seasons, but, man, you're not you, close you, to anything. You, and you get, but you get the extremes of a you're couple locked, of them. land locked in, mm-hmm. like you just can't get away if you want, like, it, you know. There's not a lot to do, and it takes you a while to get to somewhere where, right. and I'm not saying there aren't things to do, you get what I'm it's saying. It's the people that make the, the city. Someone was asking me the other day, I was at my kid's baseball game, like, where all have you lived? And I was like, you know, well, I've done radio in Toledo, Detroit, Jacksonville, Tampa, Key West, Seattle. You know, and then I've lived in Charleston, Pittsburgh, Norfolk, you know, and they were like, well, you know, what brought you back here? And I was like, the people. And they were like, yeah, plus, you know, it's a great city. And I'm like, mm. it's a city. It, you know, it's got enough, but it's the people, yeah. really, because don't kid yourself. If I could pick up Kansas City and put it in South Florida, I would. Yeah. Right. But, you know, why not? So the, the, the obviously the location of Kansas City and is a real the, pain and keep in the, the ass, and, which is also why it keeps it smaller. And keeps the, the people, people are nice. nice. There's enough stuff to do here. Like cost of living's cheap. If it wasn't just in the middle of nowhere for no reason, it'd be wildly popular. Right. But people are like, Kansas City's nice. Don't I don't want to live right. right. 
And that helps keep the people nice, yeah, I think, too. Of course. And whenever you see someone brag about Kansas City who visited, like on our Kansas City, it's always the same thing. Hey, I had to come to Kansas City for right, it. Just to say, you guys are so nice. I ate at all these barbecue places, and everyone yeah. was so friendly. I can't believe how nice everyone is. That's that's what it is. It's the people. For yeah, sure. the people here make it. Yeah. So after West Virginia, uh, the 10 states with the highest rates of depression were Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Kentucky is kind of depressing. And let's be honest. There's parts of it where you're just like, I don't know. It kind of, I guess it feels a lot like Missouri, but. I just know I'm in Kentucky. Smaller, though. Yeah, so I'm like, like I'm not I spent some time in Kentucky, and it's like it is like Missouri or Kansas, a little bit. very similar, yeah. a little bit more southern, southern for whatever reason. But you know, the big cities are smaller. That's the problem. Yeah, it's right. Um, like the big cities aren't St. Louis and Kansas City. Uh, I guess if you took Kansas City out of the Kansas City metropolitan area out of Kansas, I bet you Kansas would feel a lot like Kentucky. Well, but like Louisville, I'm just saying like overall. Louisville's a really, really, really cool town. Like it's, it's so much to do. It reminds a me of great, Kansas City. It reminds me of Kansas City, but just smaller. Smaller. You know, everything's just kind of smaller, you know. And maybe it was just because I'm, it's not my home. Right. I feel like the people weren't quite as nice, but maybe they are. I don't know. Well, I just I felt a little bit I just southern, thought it was like, cool, you know. Southern. Very very cool kind of city, but smaller. That's yeah. it. So Kentucky, these are, by the way, the 10 other states that ranked highest in depression after uh, the Appalachian uh, area and Mississippi Valley regions. Kentucky, Tennessee. Okay. Same as Kentucky. You know, the thing about Tennessee is, though, that you forget, if you never visit or drive through it, it is really beautiful. It is. It, and it looks very unique. It is very and Tennessee. And I love Memphis. Memphis, to me, is just a small Detroit. Really? It looks exactly like it. Exactly like it. It's like, man, it's got this cool downtown area, a lot of stuff going on, a music city, right? There's all, you know, really cool venues and tons of bands playing every night and good yeah. Bands, not only like local, but national bands, like all that it's stuff. They're all go- but, you know, if you want trouble, oh, yeah. you ain't got to wander too far. Well, that right? A couple blocks. Like and I felt like that was the same with Memphis. Like, there's all this nice area, and you can go do all this stuff, but you know, be careful. Might not want to go three blocks over that way. Yep. Same with Detroit. Like, don't, don't wander too far. Yep. We've, hey, we've rebuilt it all, and you can come yep. here and hang out, and it's nice, but. We film a lot of cop shows try here. Not to, try not to go about five blocks south, because if you want trouble, it's there. Yeah, it's probably about the same size, because Memphis is pretty big now. So yeah. they're you know, probably getting close, at least. Uh, I don't know how big Memphis is, like, you know, when it's you rent the city. It's not Detroit size. Yet, no, but I'm saying it's getting yeah. closer, probably. It's gotten, yeah, I feel like a lot of people 10 have 10 to 20, there. probably. But it, just in general, driving through the middle of Tennessee, it is very pretty, and it does look very Tennessee. When you're driving through the mountains, mm-hmm. I don't know another part of the country that looks Tennessee, like you that. Forget because you do have Memphis, Knoxville, and Nashville. So, right. you know, it's got three decent-sized cities in that you, smaller state. And you've at least got two big ones to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, which one do you prefer? And I, I don't know, but... Obviously, it's not just about their cities. It's about people right. living in rural areas and whether or not they have access to good jobs and, and health care and all that stuff. So Tennessee's next uh, after Kentucky. Then Arkansas. I feel Ar- like all these Arkansas states the feel same. the same to me. Of course. Well, Arkansas is a little different because Arkansas is very pretty in the like northwest area in the Ozark region. But I feel like it's got the deficit of not being nearly as, as cool as Tennessee when you get through you know to the middle of the state. It's not ugly or anything, but it's I don't I also don't feel like a ton of people live there, but I don't know maybe what's the do. big city in Arkansas too. Little Rock, maybe or Yeah, um, right. That's not Memphis or Nashville. No. Yeah. I mean Fayetteville. You know, like if cool you live in town. a you know if you live in a in a outskirts in Tennessee, you you're not that far from Memphis or Nashville, I guess. If I live in the outskirts of Arkansas 
Where am I going? Right, and who? Do, what pro teams do you root for? Well, yeah, it's interesting. Like in that. the middle of Arkansas, you see it's like a mix between Dallas Cowboys and Kansas City Chiefs. Right. You know, because and you're like that's. Well, who I don't you're know anything for? about Arkansas. I've never even been there. But you well, know, my I like that suey pig. Like I, I don't know. I don't want to go. It's okay. I'd rather go to Oklahoma. Oh, uh, really? You know, Oklahoma sounds better than me. Oklahoma Tulsa. It's got Tulsa. It's got legal weed. The people in Oklahoma are nice. I feel like I feel like everywhere you go in Oklahoma, it's nice. I don't want to go to Arkansas. Arkansas sounds crap. Arkansas to me is a little more like you're going to go camping. There's not a lot of people. Feels to me like you know you got a real pretty mouth, boy. Like I don't know why. I'm just telling you in my head. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, look, all these states have a little bit of that. Hey, look, before I moved to Kansas, I just thought everybody was wearing cowboy hats and stuff. Because all I ever heard was Dodge City. City, Yeah. Like what is that? Like we're moving to Kansas, right? Jesus. First off, I think it's like. A mile away from Wyoming, like in my head. Like <laughs> right. I don't know. I think they just all like ride. What? It's like color, flat Colorado bulls or something. Like buffalo is yeah. that? I think it's buffalo country. And then you land at the airport and there's cows underneath the plane. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, like oh right. man, we are in the I country. Right. Yep. So okay, after Arkansas though, Vermont. Now I know that Vermont has oh, a. That serious, sounds nice. I know, but they have a heroin problem. You s- yeah, they had a huge oxy problem, and now they have a huge heroin problem. Start doing it alone. Well, and it's a problem when it kills people, and I see it in these in these documentaries about the the oxy epidemic or these these books about the heroin uh, crisis. Vermont sounds nice. I They've don't got, know anything about I it. I think they might have the highest. I feel like it sounds rate. like Canada. I know it will, and it it looks like, pretty. I don't right? know why maple syrup. Or yeah, mm-hmm. it looks cool. Fall in my mind, it's fall. And me too. All year leaves. Run. Yeah, the leaves are changing. Exactly. I thought the same thing because all these other states are every are day southern. is a beautiful fall day in Vermont. That's the way I, I, I guess I think. Well, that all I could think with Vermont being wedged in there is the heroin thing, but I don't know what it is. Then Alabama, okay, sure. Louisiana, mm. absolutely. Washington. Now Washington, yeah. you go. Yeah, you know what? For people who were born there, they seem to be okay with it. I could not handle it. No, and the, I think the Pacific Northwest drove me nuts. It's like people in Arizona saying, "Yeah, it's a dry heat." It's how you deal with it. I feel like the same. Like Seattle didn't bother me. You know that. Like yeah, I, I didn't. Mind, I didn't I mind the it. dark and the rain. Um, but I think people who were born there would be like, "Well, it's not really rain. No, it's raining." Right. You just talked yourself so into saying to, it's, it's a drizzle. Know. It's not yeah. really, but it is. And if I've been to Phoenix, yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Like it's like hot. oh, it's not hot. It's a dry heat. You get all the humid. Wait till you get here. I'm like, yeah, it's hotter than hell. Yeah. And like it, it's just dry hot. I don't know. I mean, it's hot. Yeah. It's, I get what you're saying in the sense the that desert. it's not. Breathing in when it's when it's 106 here, it's horrible. Yes, it's but not it's the same thing. It's still uncomfortably hot. Don't mm-hmm. kid yourself. And it's still yes, I get it. It's not a thunderstorm, Seattle, but still raining. But there's no sunshine. Right, you get sunshine for a week in July, and they're like, yeah, it's a it's a lot to me. I don't care about the rain. It's the clouds. Never seen the sun. It's like I just yeah. want to get an airplane and fly above. But those it three months in Seattle when it's nice out, yeah, like in the 78, man, yeah. it's beautiful. Still, you know, probably there's no more beautiful swim. city in the world. When you're walking down I the agree. street, every corner you turn in the summertime, and you look, it's a just a view, view of mountains and greenery. Everything's green and ocean. You're like, what? I mean, what? I'm on like the Eighth Street downtown. Yep. And I'm looking down, I just see mountains. and I mean, it's, every yeah. view is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's cool when it the is. sun's out, but the yeah. sun does not come out enough for Not me. enough. It's right. bad. And you know, like Arizona, you're talking about that. Yeah, okay, it's a dry heat, but you have way more 100-degree days than we do. And I think mm. we have too many. You know what I mean? But when, every time I've been to Phoenix, it's been 100 degrees. It seems like, and I know it's probably usually sometime around summer. Well, I was just having a discussion still. with a buddy of mine over the weekend, and I was telling him what I told you when I first moved here. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to live in Florida. It's too hot. I'm like... Dude. Remember, you did the same thing. You're like, oh, isn't it hot in Florida? And I'm like, 
It's well, not like, as hot or, as it is here. Orlando is not comfortable. It feels a right. lot like here. It's very right. humid. But it's not as hot. I mean, you and you, you couldn't you. believe me when I first moved here. Every day you'd comp the temperatures. Yeah. And it was always hotter here. Just uncomfortably hot. Yep. And it gets really cold in the winter. It's a yeah. weird spot. It doesn't get as cold as it used to. Something must be changing. I'm not yeah. sure. But Okay. So then uh, I said Washington was the last one I said, right? So then Missouri. Wah, wah, my home state. And then uh, Montana. Montana freaked me out because I've seen Yellowstone, yeah. right? And Brooke and I, after watching Yellowstone, we're like, let's move to Montana, right? I know people let's want go, to. Let's go live in the middle of nowhere and have no people around and have a bunch of dogs. Sounds nice. Like, yeah, what does that cost? Probably more than the $12 I got in my account. I think it costs a lot, too. I think it's very expensive. Yeah. And I think it's owned privately by tons right, of people, yeah. so you're not going to get it. So anyway, those are the states, okay? Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Vermont, Alabama, Louisiana, Washington, Missouri, and Montana. And that's after, you know, West Virginia. Uh, whatever that area is in uh, Mississippi, that's the worst. Right. So then also, just so you know, because I know we've gone on too long here, Snow Cone, but I thought this was interesting. They said that, uh, who do you think is more likely to be depressed, men or women? Men. Yeah. I, I, I thought for sure that, I don't, I don't know why, and I, I, I actually, I told Snow Cone Don't this, they account for like three quarters of the suicides or something? Yeah, like, well, they do kill themselves much more often, and they yeah. kill themselves much more violently because they use guns or whatever. So I think they're also but also fewer like attempts a, yeah. and more... I don't want to say... You're not even supposed to say suicide right. anymore. What are you supposed to say, Snow Cone? What do they say on TikTok now? Unaliving. Unaliving. No, that's not really a that, thing. It's a thing. No, it, it's not. Yeah, I've seen it. That's too much. That's but, not a word. But here's why. It's because TikTok censored suicide. They don't want kids yeah, seeing Yeah, but there's another word for that. I've heard that never... You don't say commit suicide because that's... I've heard that too. But right. the other term was something else. It wasn't unaliving. Was it uh, you uh, lost to suicide? You, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I've heard that too. You're not supposed to say commit suicide, but I can't remember what the correct term is supposed to be. I've just heard that unaliving, or I guess I've seen that unaliving thing. Mm, unaliving. Sure. I guess I've only seen it once, and I told Snoke, and I was like, look at this. What is this? And he was like, it's suicide. And I thought they were saying it to be woke, but you said it's because of the censorship, right? Yeah. Okay. Which Let's made much this. more sense to me. I'm trying to look it up here. But I, I don't know what the... I'm reading this article. Uh, phrases such as completed suicide, successful or failed suicide, are ones. Huh. These need to be replaced, but what do they need to be replaced by? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know I've heard that, too, but I just don't remember what you're supposed to say. We'll look it up. You know what? Well, yeah, I'm sure right. by the time we get to headlines, we'll have it figured out. The Church, the church of Last Night. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Doom scroll. All right. Ah. Whoa, you all right there? Yeah, I'm good. Would Mike Pence pardon Donald Trump? If he were elected, I, I don't even know. I mean, this in my head, a... I automatically was like, he tried to have you killed. But then I was like, I don't know. The other guy called your wife ugly and you love him. So maybe. I think he right, probably, like I maybe. he would. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it seems like such a thing that he shouldn't, but I'm guessing he would. I've heard people say, I've heard people kind of left of center say, if he gets convicted, Trump gets convicted, Biden should, should pardon him. Why? Just say, look, the Justice Department did their thing. It was separate from me. You got convicted of your crimes, but as a former, as a president, and you're a former president, that's I don't want this. I don't want this back and forth. Heard. I heard someone say that you should just pardon him. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay, but it is his I, Justice I, Department. You know what I mean? Even if he's not connected to this but investigation, that's like, I hate liberals. I hate them. I hate them because that's the kind of stuff we do. 
And with then you think in your head that somehow Mitch McConnell will return the favor. Exactly. That's not happening. Never Didn't you learn once. that with the Supreme Court? Never happened. Like, you watched it happen. Oh, elections have consequences, and we're not going to nominate, right? Yeah. No, that's not how it works. No, it's never helped. It's they never happened. Care. It never works out that way. And Republicans, by the way, I don't blame you. You're smarter. You're good at winning. You're like, you know what? Yeah, boy, elections have consequences. You shouldn't put a Supreme Court justice in. And we're like, oh, yeah. They'll probably do the same. It's like the liberals with the Republicans are like, you know, Charlie Brown with a football every time. Yes, you're right. Every time. It's like, how stupid can we be? Well, Mike Pence says, I don't know, but we all know what Mike Pence well, I just do. think the question is is premature. I mean, honestly, Chuck, I've Yeah, because you're I've not going to be president. People who were found guilty of a crime. What's your, what, what is your bar? What was your bar for a party? Well, let, let me say first and foremost, I, I don't know why some of my competitors in the Republican primary presume the president will be found guilty. If you were president, well, Biden, would is, you pardon so. him right now? I, I just think this whole matter is incredibly oh, divisive yeah. for yeah, there the you country. Go. It's so divisive uh, for the country. Well, there's your answer. That's a yes. And um, look, I, uh, I just think at the end of the day, it, it's it, it is what it, it is saddening to me that we are now in this moment. OK, that's a yes. I would pardon him. You're saying no. You just like just say what you got. Like, yeah, I don't Right. Just say what you have to say, yes or no. Right. He's not very yeah, no. good at that. No. Well, and even, or doing the pol- political thing, the politician thing, he's not very good at that. Right. He's just hemming and hawing. Well, the, the, it's, it's premature. Well, I mean, premature. Say, I mean, if you were going to, I mean, yes, you just stumble all over yourself. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, now, how easy would it be to say yes if you're going to? Yes. No, if you're not. Or the other thing is like, there's a window for pardons, and I would listen to everybody, including the former president of the United States. I would listen to all of them uh, and, and, you know, go by the facts. Yeah. Like I will for everyone. Yeah. No, that's not something that he would say. Right. There's no way. He, he's, he's saying, of course, I would do it. Uh, Biden, the other side of the political spectrum, he's in Pennsylvania, or was in Pennsylvania this weekend, kicking off his reelection campaign. It's uh, June of 2023, right? And the campaigns have started. Yeah. Oh, man, I felt like in my head, all right, even if it only gets four years, we get a break. Year, right? I know, but it's just, I, I didn't want this day to come. I just want, I enjoyed kind of Why do you, have, the, to pay, you don't have to pay attention? I know. I try not. I'm you really, really trying don't. not like to. Like I said, like, you know what you're going to do. You're going to vote for Biden. Unless, the only way I'll pay attention is if the Republicans put somebody. It's because now at this point, look, and Republicans, you, it's all people we know. Yeah. I, I've heard Chris Christie talk. I know what he's about. I know what Mike Pence is about. Right? Yep. I mean, unless there's somebody new where you're like, man, this guy says something interesting. This woman says something interesting. And, you know, they got a shot. Then yeah. I'll be like, all right, I'll listen. On both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, they... if somebody wants to primary Biden, I'll listen. Yes, exactly. You know, if it's somebody I know or, or don't, you know, but if it's somebody I've, I've heard all these people before. Yeah. That's what lacks somewhat in American politics now. It's like, I've heard everybody. Yeah. All these people have run already. I already know what Chris Christie has to say. I already know what all these people have to say. Well, we do have, for the first time in a long time, we have a lot of Democrats, I think the majority, maybe, whatever it was, it was a very high number, want to see Joe Biden primaried for this election. Mm-hmm. Be- because of his age and his health or whatever, sure. they want to see him uh, primaried. But he got the endorsement of a big union in Pennsylvania. He was out there starting his campaign. <laughs> Kickstarting his run for re-election, President Biden Saturday rallying union members in Battleground, Pennsylvania. I'm proud to be the most pro-union president in American history. 
Biden receiving the backing of the powerful AFL-CIO, which represents more than 12 million workers, the union's earliest ever presidential endorsement. We've got a story to tell. We've got a record to run on. Most importantly, we're not only changing this country, we're transforming it. All right, so there you go, Joe Biden, and uh, there you go. You know, there he's definitely he is showing his age. There were moments in that speech when he does what he does. He's stumbling. He's having a hard time with the teleprompter. Sure. And I know that's the big um, criticism from the right, and and maybe some people in the middle, left of center too. But uh, w- look, we're aware of it. Don't think that we're not aware of it. We're totally aware sure. of it. And that's how bad we think your candidates are. Let's be honest. I like Joe Biden, but he is old and having a tough time. Your candidates, though, are so bad that I would rather have Joe Biden up there stumbling around, not able to read the teleprompter. Yeah. I mean, than this than this craziness that I'm hearing from the right. I don't even understand all that. Like, stump, like it's fine, whatever. You know, look, I. That's why I think people want to see him primary. I'll listen, whatever. But if he's the candidate, like you said, I'm voting. Until for him. you tell me, you know, like it can't be Chris Christie. It can't be Ted like you said. Cruz. There's no one I know of that's running hmm. that I would vote vote for over you know, him. Mitt Romney runs again. I'll listen to what he has to say. This there you time. go. Okay, right? maybe I yeah. don't know. Right, and maybe there's somebody else out there that I haven't thought of that they're yes. going to put out there. A guy from Nebraska. Or as whatever. of this point, hmm? yeah, hmm? yeah. The Department of Justice uh, launched a big investigation into the Minneapolis Police Department after the death of George Floyd. This investigation took a long time. Merrick Garland held a press conference. They've uh, released this report, and they've said, yeah, uh, here's what we found. This will shock you. The Minneapolis Police Department uh, sometimes is a little racist. The Minneapolis Police Department mm. shoots people sometimes when they shouldn't. I mean, what, are, what they're saying from this report is like, this is, just, this is the problem that we've had with the police all over the country, in different parts of the country, right? This is just not a Minneapolis problem. This is what these protests were about two years ago. The patterns and practices we observed made what happened to George Floyd possible. Among the findings, that the MPD routinely used excessive force, including unjustified deadly force, that officers shot at people before even determining they were a threat, and that officers commonly used neck restraints, like the one that killed George Floyd, on people accused of low-level offenses. I don't know, this just feels a little late to me. Like, look, we've had this discussion. Well, the way he said it, it made me laugh. If people heard me laugh, I, I, it wasn't because it was funny. It was the way he said, the way we do things made what happened to George Floyd possible. Like, it, like he had become right. uh, the winner of The Voice or right. something, right? right? We've like, been working, God, hard. We've been working hard on this. Made yeah. this possible. Like yeah. I get what he was saying, but it's uh, it just seems a little late to me. This is the, the this is the discussion we've been having for a few years now, certainly the last couple of years, and I feel like everyone knows where everyone stands at this point. And there's a lot of police departments across the country that people are upset with and want to see some reform. I'm I was never a what the hell were they saying defund yeah defund refund I told you yeah refund show son refund yeah whatever I was never a defunder of the police I want police me either of course and I'm sure plenty of good police I always say this are just as mad as we are if not angrier about the bad police of course makes their job harder uh, it makes you know their level of respect diminish in public right. and all those which things which makes their jobs harder which makes their jobs like harder. everything about it makes like you everything you throw in there the level of respect the things that they have to do right the fact that people are scared of them yeah. and all every one of those. It makes their jobs hard. Of course. Right. So I think they're upset about it, too, and I think everyone has made it very clear that they'd like to see reforms in police departments, and people are paying more attention to what kind of money is going to the police department. What are they buying? Why doesn't our police department have cameras? I live in Kansas City, Missouri. When the, when the uh, you know protests started happening, we were just being inundated online on our Reddit feeds everywhere with body cam footage of things, bad things happening with police encounters. We discovered that Kansas City didn't have body cams. Right. You know, and I was like, wait a second. 
so many other police departments have them and have had them for years. So, you know, that became a big thing. Get them body cams. Police should have we body need cams. A, I mean, I don't live in Kansas City, Missouri, but you guys mm-hmm. need to get your mayor in charge of that thing. Exactly. Whatever that whole, that thing, whole, that whole thing, thing is about. I don't think a lot of us knew that until right. the protest started. We're like, what's going on? Mayor, change something. He's like, I can't. And we're like, wait, what? How does right. this work? That needs to end. I think the public. And I don't know how you do it. Can you pass legislation? No, I don't know. Don't understand it. It's it's bizarre to me. Also, just police unions. I'm pro union, but some of these public sector unions, we started learning, especially during these protests. Again, things that were going on, how unions were being used to hide bad behavior and move cops right. around and keep them from being punished. That's not acceptable. That's not what a union should be doing. Right. No, I'm with you. So you know, I think people well, are I'm aware. I'm very pro union, but you're me right. Me too. Should, you know, right? But but don't give them a bad. Well, if you name. break the law, you break the law. Right. That's it. Right. right. And, and I think if you hold people accountable. As a union, it makes a union stronger. We respect you more. The public right. will respect you more. And it makes a union stronger. Yes. So I think just the public being made aware of all those things in the last couple of years was a big deal. The Justice Department saying, hey, we did this big investigation into Minneapolis, and they're kind of racist, and they use uh, you know force when they shouldn't. We're like, yeah, we know, dude. We saw the videos during the protest, and they're just macing people standing on the street. Like, we, we already know this. Again, don't hate cops. Don't want to defund the police. I think in some areas we probably need more police. I know. We've and talked about a million times. Really I think they should be paid more. I think, the, I know. I think that we need more cops in some areas. For and sure. they should be paid more. I just think that they should, there better should be training. more requirements. Yep. Higher standard, better training. Right. Higher standards. You just can't have a high school diploma and become a cop. Right. That's In 12 weeks, that's not enough. Right. A quick training. It's not training. enough. You yeah, need, no. I, I really think you need degrees. You, and I, I'm not a big college person, so that sounds funny coming out of my mouth, but you know, psychology degrees uh, and sociology. Back- like, you need to understand situations and people. Uh, look, I'm a high school graduate, GED guy. I wouldn't feel comfortable knowing all of the situations when I pull someone over. Right. You need to know that. You need, there needs to be signs that you need to have. You like, need to be vetted. the training should be the same as I know people don't want to hear this the FBI and pay them as well. Well, and we need to know more about them. It's the background checks, right. too, and the vetting of them. There you know, is, but also time. have that training. Yes, absolutely. And make sure that they have that education and make it in the right things. And and then with that, pay them more. You know what you're going to get? More qualified candidates who want to do it, as opposed to some guys who, you know, want to make 60 We're grand a year and kick some ass. Right, which is like, we that's all we want. Get too many of those now. All right, we got to take a break. I got to come back. We'll finish doom scrolling. Lots to talk about. Big Pokey. I'm sure you heard Snowcone. That's Snowcone's name. Big Pokey. You didn't watch the video of Big Pokey? Oh my God! It's uh, I. I turned 41 today. They say you start feeling older at 43. I just read this. I see Big Pokey died, and I had to look up his age. And then that if that didn't scare me enough, Snowcone, I wake up this morning, and the first thing I see is a video of him dying. You didn't see this? I thought for sure you would have seen it. I bet you must have woke up today and come straight to work, huh? No time for Reddit. Well, I'll tell you about it coming up. The Church of Laszlo. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. 
Yo. Yo. Uh, Doomstrong, right? Yep. A rare attack in Arizona. Oh, man. Arizona. A man was attacked by a black bear and killed. Mm. Did not sound like a fun way to die. This guy's sitting at his table on his property. Looks like he's kind of camping. I guess he must have a lot of land. Uh, this bear just runs up and attacks him, which apparently is very rare, especially during the daytime. I heard one witness saying he attacked him in the daytime. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know. I figured Laz would know all about this as the animal fighter preparer or whatever he is. And uh, this thing dragged this guy down the hill. He's screaming, crying for help. People show up. They see him. They're trying to help. They're honking their car horns. They're doing everything they can. But uh, finally, a guy shows up with a gun, shoots the bear. Too late. The man had been mauled to death. That is not a good way to go. A bear to, to attack somebody in the morning like that. Daylight. It was daylight. It was Jackson daylight, was daylight. Screaming as the bear dragged him 75 yards down an embankment. Ugh. Multiple neighbors desperately trying to help. They tried to uh, get the bear to stop attacking him. There was honking horns, different things that they were doing. The attack only ending when a neighbor was able to shoot the bear with a rifle. The bear was killed, but it was too late for Jackson. <sighs> Yeah. If you're going to be camping out there with bears, you know, you got to have some bears, bear spray or a gun or something. Yeah. I know they don't normally attack in the morning. That is odd, but, yep. you know, you must have gotten too close to her litter, right? Her pups. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. Whatever. If I moved there, I'd figure it out. I'd be a local yokel, but there's no bears where I live, okay? It's weird that you can get attacked by a bear. Either. There's no bears. If there are bears here, we would have killed them. We're not just going to coexist with bears walking around eating us at our picnic table. Yeah. That's not how we do things here. If we got animals that are threatening us, they're gone. When's the last time you saw a mountain lion around here? Well, I see coyotes. Yeah, but they're not going to kill us. You sure? I'm sure, but we still shoot them anyway. They're still a child. Uh, that's a dingo you're thinking of. Mm. Yeah. Coyotes are usually pretty small, but we shoot them anyway. Okay. Yeah. Dog lovers. I mean, people yeah, I who have them. six dogs I as pets, dogs. They, will, they will shoot coyotes. I like to shoot dogs. You don't like to shoot dogs. Now you're taking it too far. Dogs are family. Coyotes... Targets. Same thing. Targets. I know it is crazy. When I see people shoot coyotes, I'm like, man, is he shooting a dog. I couldn't do that. But that's what people around here do. So I'm just saying, if there were bears around, I'd be prepared for bears. I feel like you would be too, even if it's morning. I'm prepared for bears now. Uh, right, exactly. You've been getting prepared your whole life. Now, here's another way to die that I wanted to talk to you about, and I sent you a video. But um, Big Pokey. He was big a, pokey. He was. He a, died. Yeah, he died. He's a, a Houston rapper, big in like the Swisher House scene, and uh, rapped with Paul Wall. I think probably his biggest song that people might know if they're not into Houston hip hop would be "Sitting Sideways" with Paul yeah, Wall. Of that, course, that, Who that, wouldn't that charted. That. I love that song. Well, I do too. Sitting um, Sideways with Paul Wall. Yeah, I love that album. Well, anyway, yeah. so Big Pokey, depending on who you ask, he was either 45 or 48. I'm going to go with 48 mm-hmm. because that's what Wikipedia said, and that's what one of the people that worked for him told the press. But a lot of news articles are saying he was 45. Either way, he was doing a show this weekend, and there is actually video of this. And, I mean, you guys watched it, right? He's got the watched mic. Watched it. He's got, I filmed the, it. he's got the mic in his hand. He walks up to the gate, uh, standing up above people on some sort of mezzanine, and you see this guy take on his last breath. On the mezzanine floor? Yeah, you see him take his last breath. It's, I mean, it looks like someone said it looks it's like you can see his watch. heart take his last beat. <clears throat> it does look like that. I mean, it's just instantaneous. He falls backwards on the ground, and people rush to you know try and figure out if he's okay. He goes to the hospital. They pronounce him dead. They're waiting on autopsy reports, but, I mean, we saw it. It's a heart attack, right? Some sad news today. Legendary Houston rapper Big Pokey has died after fainting on stage last night. Details on the performer, whose real name is Milton Powell, and the cause of death have not yet been released. Videos circulating on social media show the sit-and-sideways rapper collapsed on stage during a show in Beaumont last night. 
According to Big Pokey's publicist, he was 48 years old and his family's waiting for autopsy results. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those things when you're, you know, a guy especially, but you're getting into your, you know, late 30s, your mm. 40s, you think, I'm supposed to go see a cardiologist and do some sort yeah. of stress test, right? Not good. Because they can, they can tell if you're... You just put the pacemaker in now. I know. Because they can tell if you're like, oh, no, you're getting close to having a massive heart attack, right? Like if he, I don't know. They don't ever check for that. I know, but if you go to a cardiologist and say that's right, what I want to do, don't, they do. Though. But they do if you tell them that's what you I want to go you do. You ask for it? I did it once because I had this murmur and they wanted to figure out what it was. Mm. And then my buddy had a heart attack. You remember that? Sure. In his early 30s, a serious one. And so for the next, I think, like year, maybe it was, it might have just been a year, he had to go do those stress tests. And he kept telling me, Reed, you should go can you get just the ask stress for test. One? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you I'll can ask my doctor next You time. can make an appointment at a cardiologist and they'll check it out. And I guess they can see if you've got blockage or things that you know you should be worried about. And if you do, then they put the stents in there instead of you waiting to have yeah, a heart perfect. attack and hoping you survive the heart attack. But she does do it now. I know. That's what you and I always say. Look, I'm a guy. I'm not healthy. I'm going to have a heart attack. Just put the pacemaker so in. So put the stents in there with the cholesterol things. Put the pacemaker in there to start me back up yeah. if I stop. Why are we? This seems like preventative maintenance, does it not? Right. It's not like we wait until the car breaks exactly. down to put oil in it. Right. We know it needs oil every few thousand miles. Right, just do it now. So we do that. We change the filter. I mean, look, guys, I don't understand. And I don't know if there's any cardiologists. I'm sure, given our huge audience and our numbers, there's a few cardiologists in our audience and they can if there's help. There's a cardiologist who will do that for me. I'll, like, please do yeah, that. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what we're supposed to do. It's a little nerve wracking. Well, I know what we're supposed to do, but that's not what we're supposed to do. But can you put no, the stents in? No, and- I mean, like, who we're supposed to call to set up this yeah. appointment? By, that's what I mean by what are we supposed to do? Where do I go? Who do I call? And what do I say I want? I think you say you want a stress test. I think that's what you're supposed to do. But your doctor, when you go get your checkup, your annual checkup, he doesn't ever say, like, you should go to the cardiologist, no. right? Mine doesn't either. It just no. seems like, once, especially once you're in your 40s, they should start telling you that, but they don't. But then anytime someone has a heart attack, they say, yeah. You know, should have gone to the cardiologist. Yeah, stents are only band-aids. You can just reclog it up. Yes, of course. But stents, I mean, it's better than being completely it's 100% clogged like an clog oil now. change. Right, exactly. Right. If I got to get new stents in a year, then give me new stents in a year. Right. Like, let's do this. What are we doing? Don't they put the stents through your d- or something? Is that how they do it? I'll put a stent through your d- I don't know. I, they go somewhere they down there, don't they? go through your thigh. Oh, that's what they do? Through your groin. God, and they, they, they managed to aim that thing all the way up. A little laser. Oh, my God. They put it right up there. That little cam, they can go th- yes, all the way. Yes, it's easy. Easy, sure. Yeah. Sure, easy. Kind of thing you can learn from a YouTube tutorial. No oh, problem. I think you can. <laughs> yeah, It's right. like a snake for your for plumbing. You got to keep it in the exact right spot the oh, whole time. Fine. Find the right artery. Put it up there. Yeah. Well, it's a little it's a little nerve-wracking, but it's better than fainting on stage in your mid-40s. Courtney Kardashian, you guys remember the uh, Blink-182 video, All the Small Things? Of course you do. That's when remember. they... They made fun of boy bands, and there's a um, moment in that video where they're, they're doing the Blink concert in the airport hangar, and there's all those people in the crowd. They're holding up signs, and at the end of that video, someone holds up a sign that says, I'm having your baby, Travis. Or maybe it's Travis, I'm having your baby. I don't know. Whatever. Courtney Kardashian is having Travis's baby. Yeah, isn't that nice? So she went to a Blink-182 show this weekend and held up a sign that said, I'm having your baby. It's not clear if he already knew about this or not. The media is kind of making it sound like maybe this is how he found out, and you hear the other guys in the band say, oh, Travis... I think we had a message for you. So they're saying, Travis, Travis, you're having a baby. And he comes down and hugs Courtney. I think maybe she just told them there. That's nice. That's nice. Which one's Courtney? What does she do? This is the hot one. Wait, it's not Courtney, is it? Isn't Courtney the main one? Oh, no, no that's Kim. Kim. Kim is the main Courtney's one. Courtney's right? the oldest, I think. It, no, I thought 
Who's the one Camel's that? Ch- the oldest. Who's the one that changed their looks the most? That looked Chloe. Chloe. My mom. Chloe. That's no. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So Chloe. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Chloe's OJ's kid. Oh, really? Well, that's a conspiracy. Oh, that's the. Th- okay, yes, I've heard that that there was a rumor. I didn't know that it was Chloe she specifically. Wildly different from the rest of them. So, she, but she's the one who changed a lot over the she years. Changed a lot, right? Like maybe had weight changes and her face kind of changed. And her and face to- is completely different. Okay, okay. And then Kim, I know, of course. Because I play her, I play her apps and all that stuff. I'm into mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Then one of them is dating Tim Chalamet, right? Is that the one that had babies with oh, Travis I don't, Scott? I don't yeah, that. that's him. Yeah, what's it? What's her name? Which one had babies with Travis Scott? Uh, I think Sophia. Kendall. Kendall? No, I think Kendall's the one who didn't have babies. It's either right? Kendall or Kylie, but I think it's Kendall. Oh, okay, so Kylie's the one who doesn't have babies. Kevin. I don't know. Kevin. You're so, look, we need somebody to know this. You know, Julie would have been on top of this, and we, someone should know. There's people listening. Travis you know, Scott was, has kids with Kendall. Kendall, okay. Is, is Kendall dating Tim Chalamet now? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, thank you, Lazo. Uh, Appreciate it, it. I heard that rumor somewhere. No, that's true. Uh, I just see here, Travis Scott responds to Kylie Jenner dating Timothy Chalamet. Boom! <laughs> Who knows what's going on, huh? Anyway, R.I.P. Big Pokey. <laughs> uh, I'll listen to Sitting Sideways ten more times today. That's such a good album. It, it is a good album. Um, and, uh, you know, guys, I guess girls too, I don't know how it works, but guys especially, you know who you are. Guys who lay in bed at night and every now and then you have like a, a moment of, I don't know if it's anxiety or what it is, and your whole body feels a sensation rush and you go, I'm going to have a heart attack and die right now. Yeah. I'm, I can't be the only one who has that happen course, once, once a week. So if you are one of those guys. It would be nice. Mine's more often than that. It might be more often. It might be every time I lay down to go yeah. to bed, which is why I'm scared to go to bed. We should probably get our hearts checked, right? That, that, that should be something we should do. I've never done it. I think you got a nice heart. I actually I did do it. I guess when I was, tw- but I was twenty three or well, something. I mean, come heart. on, don't worry about Lazo, it. Lazo, they show you your heart on a screen. You can see the whole yeah. thing in high def. It's you just yeah. think when you're watching, like I should do better. Yeah, I, I should do so much better for that thing. I think you do good. I would it's, it's working hard, dude. We're getting older. You know, we should yeah. probably go get this. All right, let's do it then. Set an appointment. Make an appointment. What if they say that we need the stents? Well, we'll get them. Are you going to be nervous about it? Not getting the stents. No, I'd be more nervous about not. I'd be more nervous of them. I'd be thankful that they said, dude, you need stents. I'd be like, oh, thank God. The stents, everybody gets them. It's easy. Right, like you found the problem before you put I them had through a your wiener. Okay, but, as, and I'm not trying to be. Maybe not your wiener. I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any way. Too crooked. big? Crooked. No, too big. Hard to navigate. Like, I don't know how they get that thing through the... Tough to navigate. Like, there's no the, way, guys. I can't go that many miles with this dog, camera. Dog leg. They need a longer cable. Uh, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any way. Yours certainly they can't. Oh, no, they would need, they would need a spring. I, yeah. One of those coil springs <laughs> and just twist it in. Uh, no I, way they go through your wiener. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You guys watch the big pokey video. Is there part of you, be honest with me. It's like, whoa, that would be a, good, a good way to go. Of course of it's course, too young, too young, but is the trade off maybe he's having fun, he's it. about to rap, everything, everything's good, great. And then it's over. 65. Do you think you going to make peace with it? If it happened when he was 65? 70. Well, 70, yeah, of course. But everyone knows that se- everyone's scared of dying every minute still when they're young 70. To just die for no reason. I know, but at 70, I feel like everyone who turns 70 think, oh, God, am I going to die? They just yeah, right. Around you every corner. That's what I'm saying. At 70, you go out, lights out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then 65 is like, still too young just to die out of nowhere. But it's like you, if you say, okay, I'll take the risk of, of having this massive heart attack that kills me like that. And the, the, the benefit is I'm not risking some sort of serious illness. Well, I get like what you're saying. 70. <sighs> 70 is a You're asking off. a lot. Well, of course, but that's just, I feel like, of course, everyone would say that. That's asking a lot. And I figured 45, I don't think everybody would say, young. just kill me at 70. 
No. Well, I'm saying at 70, if you if you got the opportunity to say it's just going to be instantaneous, I think some people would take that. Yeah. I don't think very many people are going to take it at 45. No. Except I might, I might toy with it a little bit. Like, ah. Well, it's like next week. I know. Yeah. I know. I said I'm going to die when I'm 42. I turned 41 today, so you guys got a year oh, left. Oh, it's your birthday. I forgot. Yeah, Juneteenth. You knew it was my birthday. They made it a holiday. He's oh, casually man. mentioned it like four times so far. Today? Yeah. I haven't even noticed. He keeps dropping hints. I mentioned it once. He keeps dropping hints. I didn't even no, notice it. No, Twitch keeps saying it. What are you I doing for your birthday? I mentioned it once. I'm working. I'm what here. after? I'm not a baby. I'm not a child. What are you going to do after? I'll go home. And then what? Eat ice cream cake. Did your girlfriend oh, get you ice cream cake? I love ice yeah, cream every year. Cake. Dairy Queen. That's that? what I get every year. Yeah? Yeah, it's my favorite. Oh, look at that. You basically wear them as a... But do you go to ice cream cake? Okay. Can I please just act like yeah, you, please? Yeah, that's what it was. I'm trying that's to what I do every year. Come on, man. Don't make fun. Don't make fun. Don't make fun. favorite band is my favorite band. Don't make fun. Can I wear your old shoes? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Look at my shoes. I wear your shoes. Ice cream cake. Yeah, that makes sense. Look at my shoes. They're your shoes. That makes total sense. Well, I don't think I'm making all that up. I get what you're doing, but he buys his own ice cream cake for his birthday. That's kind of depressing. just leave him alone. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What are you doing? I just made bets on baseball. I'm trying to bet on this. Astros game. I bet on the Royals and the Tigers, and I'm telling watch you, it. I can't lose though. I'll tell you that. I mean, this is this is so easy. I don't understand why everybody doesn't do this. Snow cone, you know, you complain about money sometimes. Why aren't you betting on sports? It would solve all your problems. I'm telling you, you can do it right on your phone now. I bet uh, five dollars for the Tigers win by two. I'd get paid forty five dollars. Snow cone, if if they win by two, come on, that's reasonable, right? If the Royals win by three, I win 125 bucks. If the Royals win by two, I win 100 bucks. The game's going to go one of those three ways. We all know it. Yeah. Come on. Pretty good. How much did you bet? Well, I had a total of $25 in my account. So yeah. my lowest bet, if I win, it pays me 45 So I've covered my ass. Not that's bad. why I say I can't lose. That's true. Snow cone, if you need help, I, that's what I should do. I should be one of those gambling advice guys. Yeah. Well, we'll rent Sorry, a Bentley. Just do that. Rent a Bentley and pretend like it's mine. Right, and we'll put up. We'll get some better cameras and brighten up the room. And I'll say, "Hey, how hard could it be?" We'll put, put your. We'll take your uh, bachelor board, stick it behind us, and put numbers on it. And people will think I've been looking at, you know, analytics of teams. They just pay for your guesses, right? And then how that works? Yeah. And by the way, I mean, if, uh, who wouldn't think that you looked up the analytics if you say both teams by one, both teams by two, yeah, both teams by three, both teams Guys, by four? I'm simplifying it, okay, for the common person. <laughs> right. You got to understand. You're gonna just win some money. Don't worry here. about you it. You just want to gamble and win. Right. You come to me. You want to be confused and listen to a bunch of jocks talk out of their ass. Right. Then go watch the Bentley. Because what guy. I'm about is money, not baseball. That's right. That's right. I'm about money. Exactly. And that Bentley he's got is probably getting repossessed. Are we done? Yep. We are really. Yep. Did you bet on anybody hit a home run? No, I didn't have enough money. I was hoping they'd give me like a birthday bonus or something, but you know, when you sign up for those apps, they just there's give you money. Time. Huh? So there's the fifth time. Oh, you shut it. up. It's the third time. And anyway, uh, you know, uh, they get you hooked with all that free money in the beginning. Snowcone, you did it, didn't you? Didn't you sign up for some in the beginning to get the free money? It's crazy, right? Some of them gave you like, one of them gave me, I, I don't remember which one it was, it gave me like $500 in bets or something crazy. Yeah, let's see. So it's the Royals Tigers. Yeah. It's the game of the week. Mm. To hit a home run. What does that pay? Who? Let's look. We'll look right now. Who's going to hit a home run? Hit a single, run? to hit a double, to hit a triple, to record two RBIs. Oh, come on, where's the home run here? I bet on that guy with the gold chain. He's pretty good. What's his name? I, I don't know who you're talking about. You know, he's pretty good. He's on the Royals. To hit a home run. 
Salvador Perez. I mean, that's the first. I figured that would be the first one. Spencer Torkelson. Torkelson, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a good bet. I'm worried about his knee, though. Yeah. Who's the gold chain guy? Bet on Bobby him. Witt Jr. MJ Melendez. People love Bobby Witt Jr. MJ Melendez. That might be the Miguel guy. Cabrera. Nick Prado. Maybe he plays for All the right, here you go. I'm going, let's see. Spencer Torkelson is plus 430 to hit a home run. I'm betting 25 on it's Torkelson. It's only 430 for that bet? Plus 430. That seems low. I mean, if the Royals win by three, it's like plus 1,000. 10 to 1. I don't understand. A home run seems like it would be lower odds. I guess the Royals must be really bad. Well, Spencer Torkelson. Are the, are the Tigers? Oh, that's easy money. What, how, where are the Tigers? What place are I'm, they? I'm, wait, I'm going to do it both. So let's see. I'm going to parlay that with uh, done. Wait. Clear. Done. Snow cone. I'm going to do that with Sal hitting stuff. one. So if I do that with Sal hitting one, 25 bucks. A, what? It's not right. AL Central. Twins first. Guardians, Tigers, White Sox, Royals. There you go. Uh, Spencer Torkelson and Sal Perez. A home run each. 25 will pay you 633.68. I probably should have been on the Tigers. The Royals only won 19 games. They're not very good. I know. All right. Good job, Spencer Torkelson. Stay positive, kids. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 